Are you ready? Yes, we're ready. Are you ready? We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> it's time. Whoa. What you were just doing reminded me. <laughs> Welcome back to whatever the hell this is going to be. <laughs> Welcome to Dragons and Dreadforts, the actual final episode, I think. Um, so if you were here with us last week, you may have realized that... Um, were you going to wait a whole week to release this thing? Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Jesus Christ. We decided Look, to you know, make... They have to wait a year and a half strike where the iron's hot, for yeah. season two. We only made them wait a <laughs> one week. week. Um, we That's decided uh, impromptu to make last week's episode a two-parter because we all were a little bit ridiculous. Because we started talking about dragon body shapes. And In relation to fruit <laughs> I can't and remember who brought shapes. that up because it's been a week since oh, we it did was it. But me it for was sure. Lydia. And, and I'm going to be honest. I'm frustrated by the fruits chosen. Um, you feel attacked. What would be your ideal fruits? <sighs> pear, pear. Mm-hmm. That was down one pear. of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Also known as an apple. Nope. <laughs> this is where Isn't we got there a squash time. shape. Squash is kind of like a pear, but like elongated. True. It means you have a longer dick. Cucumber. Well, that's what I was gonna go cucumber with. or I'm banana not, is fair. Squash. Cucumber banana? I said cucumber or banana is fair because it's just kind of like the same width all the way down and long. I feel like it's a skinny boy, which yeah. is not me. And I like long torso, I think also I be a not star me. Fruit. The problem is that I don't feel like I was represented in the fruits, and that's why I... Well, yeah, but you're not I a woman. I said an upside-down Dorito, which is a fruit. I don't know what more you want from me. <laughs> that's acceptable. That's not a fruit. <laughs> no, 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 that's, no. The U.S. government recommends five... <laughs> Helpings of Doritos, Doritos. <laughs> every so day for a balanced diet. We got off diet. the rails last week, and, and if we're being totally honest, we're gonna still be off the rails. This now. is the same recording <laughs> session. We just decided to split this into two episodes because why not? We made what's at called least, a split second decision. At the very least, I'm a little drunk. Um, I don't know who else in the room might be. I'm raising. I know my hand. one person. Yeah, <laughs> <This> <laughs> because on I don't couch. have to work tomorrow. Uh, um, so yeah, we're going to try to resume the episode and get you through this, but the plus side of this is you get an extra week with us that you didn't think that you had. That you didn't ask for either. So welcome Maybe you to didn't want the it. party. Um, <laughs> but you got it. I like that we extended something so far beyond the ridiculous nature. Like we've done long episodes before, but this was just so far beyond reasonable. I think it's because subconsciously none of us want this to end. Abs- that is also, 100% why. Because you talk about me being the problem, but I've never like actively decided to be the problem until today. Tonight. <laughs> and so when you decide to do it, we have to make the episode a two-part episode. Sure. Thank you for accommodating. Which, by the way, <laughs> I'm here for. So one of the things um, that, I, that I didn't put on my notes that I wanted to, but I was like, eh, I won't just harp on her for the whole notes. But you talked so much last episode. And so I was thinking, like, is it me? Am I like, am I talking over Keith and Lydia? I, am, I, am I taking time away? And so I'm just glad that this made me feel a little bit better. She's Nick, just finally out of her shell. Do you really okay. feel like I don't like you, though? No. You brought that up and I want to. 
I'm, squash I, it. No, you I like don't me. feel that way. I, I'm not, and I'm also not fishing for it. I just wanted to give you a hard time for the don't text me joke that you made. So, no, I'm but like I'm glad a kindergartner, so I make fun of people that I like. You are fully in my, I, I, I like you circle, Nick. I, I get it. Okay. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, well, I feel like you don't roast me enough, though. I feel like I roast you plenty. So you have two hours. I feel like. Let's get into it. Every time that I'm like jokingly roasting women as a whole, it's really. Oh, it's like, me? It's, toward, okay. it's towards you. All right. <laughs> Just so you know. Cool. Uh, I love being a representative for all women. There you go. There you go. Uh, Bleeders, please. Yep. And we got to say thank you to Keith. This was Keith's idea to do the, the two episodes. Keith is also the least drunk of anybody here. And he's just <laughs> tolerating us at this I know, point. It's, it's, and he's, just the, he's the one that has to work the earliest. I yeah, have I mean, an apology corner. It's not normal for yeah, me. Yeah, does anybody have apologies? Yeah, me. Keith, I'm sorry that I'm Goodness. not a good friend to you sometimes. You are a great friend. Well, I don't respond to all the texts you send. Well, I don't send you a lot of texts. Yeah, but <laughs> that makes it worse, I think. <laughs> Um, we just, you made me think about it last episode, which was about 10 minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> I respond to all of the texts that Keith sends me and I'm a treat. So, you know, I don't think anybody was disputing that. No, but I'm just saying it's fine. He's Nick, fine. you've responded to the three texts that I've sent you directly. I, I typically oh, that's do. that's true. Yeah. I typically don't. I told you not, not to respond. text me, but I feel like we've had very solid text interactions for the few that we've had. Yeah. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, I, I I text people back typically. Um, I text him back. Doesn't always get re- get reciprocated, but yeah, but you I can, also it's you, most of the time. He's in hold your the pinned, up. You can your climb up. You can climb up the though. five flights. You are my pin conversations. Him, my pin conversations are. You don't have to do this. I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. We I, don't text. It's that's fine. You we've we've gone over this already with you. Chuck Holmes, <laughs> that's your name on my phone. Chuck, Lydia. Sully. That was such a funny episode. And then three group chats. Oh, one of yeah. which you're in. Yep, that's yeah. true. So no, I mean that's it. you're not you're in that same group and mine. Do you Perfect. remember them trying to cut uh, gum out of their butthole hair? Yes. In that episode. I that episode Post? was wild. What? I okay. So there's a show called Dave. Yes. With the Lil rapper Dickie. Lil Dicky, mm-hmm. big fan. Um, and Nick and I decided at some point in our friendship to watch Dave together. And there's an episode in season two where he and that producer guy, I don't remember his name, I don't remember his name but he's either. real. He's a real producer. Um, they have like a hangout. They have day, like this like, but it's weird homo, but not homo relationship, My which is interesting. Kind. Yeah. And they're like naked in the shower together. And somehow somebody has, Gum in their. No, that butt. was when they were on the couch. Remember, someone showed up to the house. That's right. <laughs> but they all day they were referring to each other as Chuck. Is it Jeff Schaefer? No, no, it's not Jeff Schaefer. And so Nick and I decided to, or not Nick and I. I take that back. I thought it would be funny to change Nick's name in my phone to Chuck. And every single time I go to text him and type in, I should just click on it because it's in the pin tweets or uh, texts. But I go compose new text i type in nick and i'm like that's not gonna fucking do the trick that's right he's chuck um anyway that's it's not funny. on topic it's a funny episode though um should we try to resume this thing <laughs> where did the fuck did we leave off dragons your ex dragons was, yeah. yes um Aegon the second um 
offers terms. The terms are mentioned by auto in detail, and I'm not going to go into the detail in this instance. However, I am going to read Damon's response because it's phenomenal. So after uh, Otto, you know, shares that basically uh, Rhaenyra will remain Princess of Dragonstone, uh, Lucerus will be the heir to Driftmark, and basically all her other kids will get places of high honor at court. Damon responds with, I would rather feed my sons to the dragons than have them carry shields and cups for your drunken usurper cunt of a king. <laughs> And I just thought, man, if I was a fan of like script tattoos, I would get that whole phrase tattooed on my body. But mm. I'm not, so I won't. Mm. But I thought it was excellent. Um, you say I, the phrase one more time. Sorry. Sure, happy. I, was, I wasn't listening. I would rather feed my <laughs> sons to the dragons than have them carry shields and cups for your drunken usurper cunt of a king. You would get cunt tattooed on your body 100%. before anybody else in this room. I could easily put that on my knuckles. Boom. Yep, it's four. <laughs> and then you would. <laughs> Had to check. I feel like that's a dangerous game to play, though. Yeah. I have Knuckle tattoos? I feel no. like you're, you're... Yes, but, but not as much as putting cunt on your I knuckles. I feel like you're teetering on that line of unemployable. Unemployable, but more important to me is I have children and I would like for them to have as many friend opportunities as they want in life. And I know how my parents would have interacted with a parent of a friend of mine from school. And if they had cunts on their uh, knuckles, my parents would have never let me hang out with their kids. What if it was not a, a naughty word? No, I, I want to do. Knuckle I recently tattoos. introduced you to someone who has Butch Queen tattooed on their knuckles. Uh, I, is that, that on the knuckle? I think it's that on, seems the, like too on, many the, on the top. Um, it's on on the. It's on, on the, the top. On the I mean, thumb. it's five for each. It's on the top of the hand. Okay. I promise. Okay. Because I thought that it was a bad tattoo. You get like "See you next sure. Thursday" on the top of your hand. There you what's go. Your, what's your favorite four or five letter word? Uh, probably cunt <laughs> or fuck. One of the okay. two. What about both at the same yeah, time? You get one on each Well, side. the problem is I put a diamond on the middle finger of this hand, so it really throws off my knuckle tattoo. Let me see it. Mm. Can we turn you that into a below. C? Well, here's below the thing. I don't really want to cover it because this was done on someone's kitchen table, and I'm proud of it. You can get yeah. it below or above. I could do these parts. As above, so below, you know? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise. What are we talking about? Is that know. a saying? I don't think I ever heard that one. Yeah, right. but it's like witchy. I get it. Yeah, it's it. not. It's also a horror movie. It's kind of demonic. Yeah. I like it. Um, I don't know. I. Perfect. It looked bad. Welcome to the time of year that Christians like to talk about how they don't do Halloween. But then we do trunk or treat or fall festival or hell houses. This is too off topic. No, is it? how is this too hot topic? Listen, we're I we're getting close, and we got nothing but time. And that's true. We're your second episode. I only distributed my first trick or treat candy last year as a twenty four year old person. How sad! I wow. try to not distribute candy, and I'm thirty. I've been trick or treating like Quite once life. in my life, and I had never like 
How sad. What do you do on Monday night? Was it because they were worried about fentanyl being in the children's gardens? That'd be fun. Can I come? Yeah. No, that's I mean, I'm not there yet. Are you going? uh, My kids are with their mom, but we can go trick-or-treating if you want. (laughs) Did you hear someone claiming that you can overdose and die from fentanyl by touching it? I have heard that. That Okay. That was on Fox News. Can I explain? No, hold on. That's potentially a real thing. Not just from Fox News. Phenol's very potent. Right, but I don't think you can touch it and die. It can absorb in your in your blood. But I don't from, think you can touch it and die. I'm telling you, I worked at the police department. It can be absorbed through your skin. And it can it fentanyl can kill you in almost any dose. It won't always kill you in any dose, but it can. All right. I just want people to know yep. fentanyl no, is I, not, not something to, be to fuck with. with. I can appreciate that. But I it's, do love during this period of time everybody always talks about like check your kids candy because yeah. people are giving out drugs I'm going to be honest who the fuck is giving out their weed most drug addicts are not children. giving away their drugs or drug yeah. dealers either or one drug dealers. everyone's talking about like oh this is tricky packaging because like it looks like candy but it's really like cannabis who's doing that and it's so expensive give me their in address. this economy well, yeah. Give me that address so I can go to that house well it's right. marketed that way the tricky packaging because the people who buy it want it to look that way they're for not, themselves. Right. They're not giving it to like, random children. Oh, that looks like a Haribo package. That's awesome. That's like five bucks a pop. Who's doing that? Nobody. No one. No one that Absolutely I know. Absolutely no one. one. Right. So to agree and disagree with you, my friend. Please don't. <laughs> it would take the, 14 minutes to receive 100 MCGs of fentanyl on both of your palms with drug patches. Yeah, it can be absorbed through the skin. Right. It would so just take a, a lot of it. Right, but somebody who is a... Right, it can take somebody a lot of... Somebody who's like but, trying but to fuck someone remains. So That's what we're saying. Yeah, that's what we're saying. We're saying we're, we're agreeing. And if you get it on your yeah. hands, there's a strong likelihood that it ends up in other parts sure. of your body. Yes. It is doable. Yes. That's the only point that I'm trying to make. Fox News, don't support. <laughs> However... That particular point. Justin loves Rush Limbaugh. Fentanyl is. He's he's sad that he's gone from us. A giant problem. Gone from, but not forgotten. Dude, my grandpa used to sit on our family (laughs) vacation in Panama City and sit with his fucking boombox sitting in his lap and listen to Rush Limbaugh sitting on the couch. Just sit there for an hour. He's like, oh, it's 1230. I got to. Time to hate the gay people. He's there. My grandpa-in-law was gifted a Rush Limbaugh book because someone let him write books, apparently. He can write? In front of just a crowd of queer folks, he was like, oh, rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. All right. (laughs) This country's really going downhill. You said this, sir. The grandpa said this. The grandpa said this. Oh, somebody I had, like, I mean, a lesbian wedding on Sunday, and Ugh. and like the guys told me, the guy told me he was like, "Man, times have really changed, haven't they?" And I'm like, I, "Yeah." You're like, and he's like cool, but he's just an old, sure, old like grumpy dude, and he's like cool with what's going on, but he still just can't help himself to say, "Right, man, times have really changed." They have. <laughs> like, Roe v. Wade is overturned. We're just right, trying man. to marry women while we can. Right. You know? My grandpa used the N-word, so great. that's cool. We'll Love that. Mine, mine too, yeah. yeah. My great aunt was the first time I heard that one. Your great aunt? Great aunt, yeah. Oof. It was shocking. First and, time uh, you ever heard it? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think my first was my grandpa. 
The first time I ever heard someone in an actual real life say it with the hard R was my grandpa at the county fair. Yeah, that's what it, in we were in front of people of color. We were just sitting in our living room or something. Great. So that was that was real cool. That's a fun one. Shout out. Thanks, Shout family. Out. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Paul Neal. No. Oh, it wasn't like a cutie. Well, I called him Paul Paul. Paul Paul? Paul Paul. That's mine, too. I had two Paul Pauls. Yeah. So that was fun. How many do you have now? Still two. Okay. Four. Which one was the cute one? Paul Paul. That's not helpful. Oh, the racist Paul Paul. I'm and cute. Cute as in what? I just as saw in, pictures a of him and he Cute was as a button. As in was suave. In, looks. Yeah. Okay. All the so, Rose Garden one? Yes. Okay. So growing up, Paul Paul was as smooth as they come with the ladies. And I'm not talking about like older ladies his own age. He was like, I Girl, mean, are you pear shaped? Every woman <laughs> that we ever interacted hey, with. Girl, I like that pear. He dressed well. He was mostly nice. And um, <laughs> he had a rose garden, and he would, like, take roses to random women. Like, I'm not kidding. We would just, you just we, like, there were times when we would go deliver roses to people, and I'm like, who the fuck is this person? That's all I can ask for is mostly nice with a rose garden. Little racist. You know? Not a, it doesn't sound like a little. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. No, Tennessee, you know? Tennessee. I uh, get it. I mean, to I got. Fair, I got one of those. I don't talk to him anymore. Yeah. So yes, that's good. I don't know if that counts for anything, but yeah, he was the he's the cute one, the okay. one that all the women loved, and I I reaped the benefits of this because I lived in a small town that my dad grew up in and Paul Paul grew up in, and so everyone knew me as Paul Neal's grandson, and I by default was associated with how much everybody loved him, and I I. That's how you became so lovable. That's how I became. That's how this happened. This. Oh my goodness! It's great to hear origin stories, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. When were you bitten by the radioactive spider? (laughs) Uh, Two thousand (laughs) and eight. Okay. Junior high school. What radioactive thing have you been bitten by? Uh, An ox Mm -hmm. (laughs) spider. And I am Oxman. (laughs) Oxman. Spider Ox. When put on the spot, I couldn't come up with anything better than Ox. You went with Ox. I don't know. It was literally, and I don't know why, the first animal that popped in my head. Perfect. Why the fuck is Ox the first animal that pops in my head? I think you have some things to I appreciate that you yes-anded me there. Maybe it was the whole I wasn't expecting Ox. I wasn't expecting Ox. I don't know. Here we are. A lot of... Interesting. Okay. Um, what are we talking about? I think no we should idea. probably try to get to this before this turns into a three-parter. Which I, mean, I don't think there's any chance we get a three-parter. The first <laughs> the, part's two and a half hours you long. Might don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> the longer know, this goes, the more ridiculous it will become. It is 1230. I've had two sips of this beer. I think that we've talked about two seconds of this episode in episode two of... of Let's yeah, just speed through. Let's go. <laughs> this is still the intro. Okay. Where, oh, we me, get to where she throws his little penny off the, off the side. We are no. there right now. That was great. So he mentions Aegon having all the symbols of legitimacy, the conqueror's crown, the yeah. conqueror's sword, conqueror's name. The Iron Throne. 
He mentions that also that he he mentions that Stark, Tully, and Baratheon are all considering offers as well. Um, and Rhaenyra mentions that they were sworn to me, uh, and he calls those stale oaths. That's true. Two but questions. Hurtful. Who the fuck do you think you are? And how dare you? How dare you? Um, this is where she steps forward and she takes his little pin off and she throws it away. She sure does. I wanted her to turn around and pin it on Damon. Yeah, that'd be good. I wanted her to like stick stab it up him his in his gug- neck. I wanted her jugular. to pin the damn gugular. thing on Jamie Lannister. Pin the damn thing on Jamie Lannister. Uh, then he calls for the Grand Maester to step forward. Yeah. And he does. And he hands that page from that fucking book. Is that the seven point of star? No, it's the book that she was reading under the Yeah. Yeah, under yeah. the tree when the guy but was, was that when, the seven but point what of book star? was that? Was that the seven point of star? Or was it just a religious text? That was I thought that was the dragon It might be story. I'm, I am too drunk to remember. I don't know. I think you're right. I think it was like a dragon story. It annoyed. It was, it was a, a dragon tale. What? I said it dragon tales. Me. Yeah. Dragon tales. Dragon tales. Tales. Right. It's like I think maybe too little, too late. Maybe. Well, there's another song, but I'm not going to sing that one because it's too high pitched. Well, I'm really, I'm really bummed because they felt like in the last scene that they were together that they were making some progress. Yes. Hey, sorry, I stole everything that you were supposed to have for your entire goddamn Before life. That. Before that. But here's a page from a book that I tore out. So now that book isn't complete anymore and no one else can read it, including yourself. Yeah, how did you feel about this scene, librarian? That's why she hated what, it. What, about offended? the page being torn out? Were you offended? I don't fucking care. If I return book, these kids' books that I have to the library still with... still haven't returned them. Nope. Just Justin, there's no, there's no fees. There's no return fees. I know your middle name, but I'm not going to say it. Dakota! <laughs> if I put cheese quesadillas in the pages... <laughs> How are you going to feel about that? If I'm checking them in... Happy? It wouldn't matter because you're... Yeah, what if they're warm? can do no wrong in my eyes. They're warm <gasps> cheese <Me>? quesadillas. <laughs> warm because they've been sitting in the sun all day. Right. Not because not, they were just bought from fresh. Taco Bell. No, no, no. They're old. <laughs> they're old, but do they're they warm. Do they have the, the creamy sauce in them? Do you want the creamy sauce or no? I want it in my mouth, but not in the books that I'm checking in. <laughs> That's what she said. Do you want spicy ranch or do you want the sour cream that comes on it? The I guess the spicy ranch. Spicy ranch is... These are so old know. that eating them is not a possibility, however. No, no, no. These books are very old because no, you no, checked no. them out a <laughs> the long cheese, time. The cheese there's, case it is. There's no ladies anymore at the library. I know. I'm the but... world's biggest advocate right. for the library right now that doesn't work at the library. Um, I do have an issue with their policy on hoodies for their employees. A lot of things, dress code-wise. That's like the main one for me. Yeah. Um, They don't allow their employees to wear It's not hoodies. great, but guess what? You can just kind of... Wear shit anyways. And right. So if I get you a crime and hoodie, if I we wear it? look cute. That's what I was doing. It is what it is. Making me a crime hoodie? No. I haven't dabbled in hoods because that is a pretty clear line. But everything else, blurred boundaries. Like blurred lines. If well, you will. the thing is, I'm very tall, so a lot of like the length things, I'm just kind of like, fuck it. What are you gonna do about it? 
Not fire I'm me. A I'm a lanky I'm, person. I can't help it. I'm in this bitch. Right. I like it. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know. Putting cheese quesadillas in a library book. I would prefer if you were um, returning a book with a cheese quesadilla, I would prefer it to be dry. But if it's being like put in my mouth, I would prefer the spicy ranch for sure. So you're eating the book. But if it's with in the, the book, dry, dry. Okay. No condiments. All right. But if it's being in my fed mouth. to you, dip in spicy ranch. The ranch. Insert in mouth. Yeah. Excellent. For sure. <laughs> Nick is <laughs> Nick me. is out of commission. <laughs> You're gonna kill me. I don't know that I'm gonna make it through this episode. And I like don't eat meat, but if I'm drunk enough, a chicken quesadilla from Taco Bell. Oh hell yeah. We'll make it into my mouth I at some point. Would love Taco Bell right now. Throw those morals right out the window. <laughs> it's true. I mean, they're not like buying a chicken specifically for me, so fuck it. I'm gonna pay one. Chickens are chickens already chicken's dead. dead. The so chicken is dead as fuck. I may as well put it in my mouth. That's right. Um, if you find a dead chicken on the road, you might as well put it in your mouth. Right. I used to have eight that lived in my back. Nine at one point that lived in my backyard. You also, killed. Taco they- Bell's meat is fake as fuck. It's like made out of yoga mats or something. Not so. anymore. It was until they hired. Don't you eat like fake meat? They though? hired the Cantina lady. Yeah, the Cantina Beyond lady. Meat. So, yeah. are you complaining about the yoga mat meat? No, no, no. Or? I'm saying it. That's it's why. I, that's why occasionally I partake. Gotcha. I just got very cold. I, I, that is not my life in the slightest. <laughs> not where I'm at. <laughs> it's yeah, the score. Was... What did you call it? The scapris? Scapris. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, there's Can no we way... talk about something else for the love of God? Um, yeah. So she takes the hand of the king and throws it over the window. The Grand Maester uh, hands her the page of the book. Um, and he, in Otto Hightower, mentions that Alicent has not forgotten the love that you shared as young girls. Which re-raises the questions, were they fucking? I propose yes. Yes. Hmm. Lydia whispers. Like this. It's <laughs> kind of a scissoring, no, I don't, kind of scissoring this, motion. This. Oh, it was all oral? I was told. Um, oh my God, I don't, I'm not ready for whatever you're about It's to not say. scissoring anymore. Now it's called lip syncing. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> Was it a queer person? It was a lesbian. So yes, <laughs> she okay. was. I. I mean, I'm. She was kidding, but still, it was from a lesbian. Um. So, anyways, um, got a lot of notes this, left. We have more than I thought. <laughs> this episode was upsetting because I couldn't tell if she was just like playing her card subtly or if she was actually taken aback by this book page. It felt like she was taken aback, which. Felt like a misstep on the the male writer's part, if that's the case. Ryan Condal, you can send him a letter. Ryan Condal, we have issues. This felt unrealistic. We got issues, bitch. Yeah, she fucking pulled a fetus out of her vagina, and she's gonna be stopped in her tracks by this book page Maybe from five years ago. Gotten over a friend yet? No, does not make sense. She's been through more traumatic shit. I don't know. Felt unrealistic as a woman to me. Do any non-women want to talk about it? Not after that. Okay, no. cool. Let's continue. Um, Damon decides to speak up here and says that she can have her answer now stuffed in her mouth along with her father's withered cock. So that was cool. I did kind of love that. 
Yeah, again, Damon had a few lines in this episode that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm very here for this. Um, swords are drawn, Cyrax, which is Rhaenyra's dragon, just huh. in case you need a reminder. Uh, what shape is he? He is an apple, but I don't support that. I think he's more broccoli. She's more that broccoli. That wasn't an option. Cyrax is a female dragon. And she is broccoli. Okay. Um, she starts, you know, going a little crazy. Rhaenyra says no. Damon sheathes his sword, or he doesn't sheath it, but he does the whole cool like hand on top of the sword with his ring showing. It was very badass. I need a sword. I need rings. You have plenty of rings. I know. It's my biggest one. Toss it over here. So <laughs> I I bought two swords. Yeah, they that didn't were, come through. They didn't come through. Um, I would have given you one of them. That's it. Best and it's kind of tight, to be honest with you. I know. Ugh. But it works. That's literally my biggest finger. It's all I have to give you. Well, I can see that website for the sword and see if it works better for you. So, I like, you ordered them and they really just didn't show it. up? Never showed up. Paid for them and everything. Did you get your money back? No, he paid I like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. $36 each. Charge back it's on upsetting. that. I was upset. I'm sorry. Um, I still haven't forgiven Clint for that. Yeah, it's Clint's fault. Yeah. Fuck you, Clint. I haven't heard from Clint in a while. Um, well, that's because our hotline number expired no from blink. lack of it, use. It Clint, no longer blings. Clint knows where to find me. Hotline so. bling. <laughs> does, does he? Does he? I mean, here on Instagram, I don't know. Just you text, never dropped your Instagram. Text Justin. So there you go. <laughs> but it's know. easy to find. Yeah. yeah. Well, not anymore, but it's fine. Well, he could have. He could have. He misses a window of opportunity. Um, Should yeah. I send him your Instagram handle? I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Got it. I give you that permission. Not everybody else that's listening, but just Clint. Got it. Um, Rhaenyra says that King's Landing will have my answer tomorrow. On the morrow. No, I refuse to say it. That's the stupidest phrase. I hate it. I don't know if it's accurate to historical purposes, but I fucking hate it. Did you guys hear me ask him to say it? Yeah. Because I never did. What is your answer? Or do you know what it is? Justin doth protest too much. (laughs) Uh, Do I know what it means? What? Know what Rainier's answer actually is. Oh. Her answer is going to be death to everyone. No, but in, in, in this moment right now. In this moment? Oof. I think we get a snapshot of that later. Or... With the look? Before. No, no, no. At I think the, it was before this, actually, when they the were table. talking about surrounding King's Landing with the dragons and basically forcing a surrender. I think that was the angle she was going for. I don't think she was, like, abdicating the throne or... Like bowing to the high towers, I think, because she has a line to Damon before he chokes her about basically like if you could, if you could take the throne without having to kill somebody, would you do it? So I think her thought process is, I want to figure out like how to do this without like blood being shed. And I think that the force of dragons, the support of the Valerian fleet, you know, all of those pieces coming into play, I think. 
in her opinion, she's waiting on those dominoes to fall to figure out where things land before she decides on her action forward. Yeah, I I think you're right. Um, I thought it was interesting. The you know, again, going from book to show, I don't know if we really got a whole lot of hesitation from Rhaenyra in the book. It didn't feel like there was ever a time where Rhaenyra was not going to go full force after her throne. In the book? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And in this one, you had about a 10 to 12 minute stretch that it felt like there might be a way that she might say, you know what? Go for it. Well, you softened Allison, so I think they also had a soft, not you, but the showrunner softened Allison. So I think they also had to soften Rhaenyra. Yeah. Well, it showed Rhaenyra of, can be a good queen t- as well. That's like, well, is a good is, if a, if a good queen is is, you know, if her number one thing is the safety of her constituents, then I have to consider all options. Well, that's the next scene is her conversation with Damon, and she has that line about not being basically queen of the ash ashes. Right. You know, I'm sure they added that, that in there before. because of the Danny thing, right. but. Um, that line was never a perspective in the book. It from my from in my opinion, I yeah. I never got that vibe from Rhaenyra that she was like, you know, trying to wait on things and kind of play it out. I felt like once Allison made her move, Rhaenyra was like all in on moving forward. So I feel like you know they had to they they made Allison more likable and more believable. I think they also had to do the same. They're also kind of weaving this thread of a love story kind of between Allison and Rhaenyra. Not that anyone thinks that we're going to see it come to fruition, but I think that the the history, the ambiguous history of like no one really knows what it was, what it is, how either of them feel right now. We saw some progress being made when they were at the the uh, dinner. Um, you know, they seem to be on the same page and then all of a sudden now it pops off. But I think that like, that's a storyline that they've kind of embellished on in the show. Mm-hmm. It was not in the books. Yeah. And so I think that that's where these things come from on Rainier's standpoint is she had at some point, some kind of love for Allison and she's, she wants to do things the right way. You know, she wants to preserve Allison or something. I don't know. I guess we'll figure out in season two maybe, but um, you know, just that perspective from Rhaenyra, I feel like she's different because she's more compassionate or more. Mm -hmm. I don't know if compassion is the right word. I can't really nail down the actual emotion, but it's something revolving in the world of like love for, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth, forth in my head. Is that something that we would that we want from television shows and movies that are adaptations of books? Like, do we want them to stick to the source material, or do are we okay with them adding some some levels to the characters that didn't exist in the book, but still mostly keep them true to the characters that that are in the book? I think that's the important point of if it's like wildly out of character for yeah. someone, then it's like, why are you like, do your own thing then? So how do you, so, so how do you feel about what we're talking about with like the Allison thing where it's the complete opposite feel, like the feel of ambition, the feel of power grab, 
and you know and then in the show it's a it's more of a feel of duty I think it's a hard question for me to answer because I don't have you read book it. Allison in my yeah. head now like if you took like you know like Bilbo Baggins or something and made him like a a hard killer yeah like I would be like why are you doing this you're right. ruining everything about who he is. So oh, like, well. that's kind of more of a question for like you and Justin, I guess of like, do you feel like this characterization of her is wildly different or is it like, can you see this being within the realm of possibility? I feel like because of the way the book was written, this could have been how it played out. Yeah. Right? Cause we've talked about that. How like you're just getting, history and the unreliable narrator aspect of it right when you say like oh does it fit in the characterization we're not given any characterization and so like so anything would fit in there and there if they're saying like this is this would explain her actions that's a great point it really would explain her actions Mm -hmm. um but through the unreliable narrator you're not understanding the the thought process behind those actions. Yeah. Um, oh, I feel like that's a piece they've introduced without introducing the character that, like, we get the that perspective from. They've introduced a lot of the ideas that can come from an unreliable narrator without, like, you know, sharing that source. Well, I don't know. Right. I, I just feel like it's it's the book is written as a history book. Right. It's facts or opinions, but it's it's all pretty straightforward with a lot of room in between to kind of puzzle together how it came to be. Yeah, but see, I, I never even considered I never considered that narrator as being unreliable in the books. Not that one. There was and, a, there was actually another one that I thought seemed more unreliable. Although sure. the narr- the book narrator kind of made me feel like that one was unreliable. But when in my perspective that one wasn't. Yeah, but I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah, yeah. But my but my point is that like the show itself has pointed more towards an unreal like has almost changed the book in the in my mind in the fact that oh shit, maybe I didn't notice mm-hmm. an unreliable narrator while it was happening, but Yeah. So I guess that's more the question of like with this being a history book and not a characterization of the characters. Like if this feels like it could fit in perfectly and could answer the questions, then yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. But if it's changing things kind of dramatically, like obviously this is a show, and you know we saw that with Game of Thrones too. Like there are some things that have to change, like combining characters or cutting certain uh, storylines yeah. that just don't make sense for time or television or whatever else. But like if you just have blank slate Allison, and you see her as like vicious and cruel and power hungry but then like this show gives you like well she actually just misunderstood something and she feels justified and you can almost see how she's justified well the the actionable moments from the book so things like crowning Aegon King Mm -hmm. are true to both the book and the show right that doesn't change what we're getting in the show is more embellishment on how we got there. Right. So I don't think it's contra- contradictory. I think it's a different perspective of the journey to the end goal. Mm-hmm. And what we get in the book is mostly just end goal after end goal after end goal. It's, it's, it's 
big picture, you know, we get some limited detail on, you know, the journey to Aegon becoming king, but we don't get a whole episode on it in, in, in the in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that fleshed out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think it is, it's a unique perspective, but it's not exactly contradictory. Yeah. It feels that way because when I read it, I I had one, my perspective. Mm-hmm. This is just introducing someone else's perception of the same thing that they experienced when they went through the journey of the book. But that happens all the time. Yeah. So this is reading a history book versus reading the diaries of someone living through the history. Mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with Clint actually. He t- he texted me this week about, you know, last week I talked about Snape, mm-hmm. for instance, and he had a similar opinion. But the truth of it is there's a lot of people out there that have a totally different opinion about Snape and we're presented with the exact same facts. Mm-hmm. I've seen all the movies, I've read all the books, and and somehow those are perceived two totally different ways. The facts are all the same. None, none of those details have been changed in my mind or someone else's mind. It's just how we perceive those different things. And I think it's a similar comparison when you look at Allison in the book and Rhaenyra too, but, but Allison I think is the, right now the most glaring difference. Um, actually, here in a little bit, we're, I've got a note here to ask you. There is a change, an actual change, from a named character doing something but in the book, it's a different character that does that same exact thing. Mm. And in the show, we have both of those characters. So that's a thing that like they change, and I'm not really sure why. Whereas this is, it's it's way more open in the book for Allison to maybe be a more complex figure. And when I was reading it the first time, I just perceived it as she's kind of this, she's this one way, that's all she is as a character, and I limited her, mm-hmm. whereas someone else, you know, Condole or whoever it was, Sapochnik, I don't know, when they were developing season one of the show, they had a much more broad scope of who she could be as a character. I like it. I, I it's 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 weird to kind of like stomach at times because it feels so uh, at odds with like my perception, mm-hmm. but I I think that it's good for the show. Um, because it, I walk away, I walked away from last episode, not feeling like Allison's the bad guy, but in mm. the book, I felt like Allison was a bad guy. I feel like right now there's not really a bad guy. It's just two sides that have different views about the same thing. Well, I would almost put Otto on a different side. Otto, that's fair. That's a hundred percent fair. Otto is scheming, can I, which that's true of the book, mm. but in terms of like main, Right, you've got the like green versus black conflict. Yeah, right. um, yeah. There was no like, there was no liking the greens in any way, shape, or form in the book. Mm-hmm. To, in my opinion, I mean, it was always the blacks. It was always Rhaenyra, and you know, it was just yeah. So that it's been very interesting to watch happen. Do you like it? I do like it. Like. Emotion, like my my emotional reaction to it is, I like it. It's the mental thing of like, do I like that? That's are we opening a door that we might not want open because season eight fucked me over. Yeah, you know they took so many liberties 
when it came to that stuff. I mean, now, but they didn't have a source material, but they took so many liberties and changed characters and changed you know storylines and almost wrote themselves into having to make those decisions at the end. To simplify using that as a baseline, to simplify your original question, is it good, is it bad, the changes. Mm. With that in mind, looking forward, I think that they've said four seasons of House of the Dragon is what they're anticipating. If we get to the end of season four and it's and it ends differently than the source material, I I will have a hard time with that. Which if, is understandable. Understandable. If along the journey they um, expand on certain storylines and moments and character development and things like that, but every step of the way we still hit the you know the marker of right. same points. We hit the Aegon being crown king. Aegon being crown king. Happen. Battle of Storms end. Uh, and then the future things that happen. Right. If those things continue to happen while they develop in a different way than happened in my mind originally, I think that that's totally fair. Yeah. If they were to go totally off script and write a different ending to the book, that would be hard to stomach as yes. a as a someone who read the book, knows the story, knows where we're going, knows where this all ends. That becomes a little more challenging for me to like. It doesn't mean I won't enjoy it. It just means that I'll have a harder time accepting their creative freedom that they had because right. it. You still have a responsibility. Like you're working off of source material. A good example is Percy Jackson. Have mm -hmm. you seen the movies? I haven't. Okay, I, I'm familiar-ish enough with them. They changed so much of the the books from the movies that it it didn't feel like the same um, product. It didn't mm -hmm. feel like the same property. It felt like two totally different things. And so I stopped watching the movies because I just felt like this doesn't fit. It's not the same story. Right. It's a similar story. It's set in the same world. It's got similar characters, but it's so different and too many people, too many things change. Too many characters <clears throat> do things that are out of character that don't make sense. So far, I have been able to reasonably understand everything that's happened in House of the Dragon. Yeah. So for you, it's more like a Harry Potter instance where like, you understand why some of the changes are made. They kind of make sense. Yeah. Except for the whole Cho thing. I hated that. But yeah. Like it's the same main points. You same thing. You hit all the main storyline plot points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You embellish along the way. You know, the creators tried to tried to uh, make it more exciting by taking creative differences. It's mm -hmm. a risk. Sometimes like with the Cho, it doesn't work out. Right. Sometimes it does work out. It's hit or miss. But along the way, the books and the movies all ended the same way. And yeah. and we hit all the main super important points all along the way. Yeah. Well, and then you start getting to the like trying to make it more accessible to people. And like that's obviously super subjective. But the reason why you're making these movies in the first place is because the books did well. Right. And people liked the books. So don't. And you want to make it your own too. You do a little <laughs> bit, but like don't drastically change what the books are because that's where, that's the whole reason why you get to do 
this movie. Well, that's probably from from a writer standpoint. Yes. From a writer standpoint, when it comes to a book like Fire and Blood, it's kind of what probably what's fun about it is that there it does leave because of the nature of the book, it leaves so many holes yeah. for you as a writer to fill um, while having the outline of where the story goes. Um, neither one of y'all have watched. Rings of Power yet, I was correct? just about to bring that up. I haven't I watched know. Rings of Power, but I imagine they're doing that with the Silmarillion. So very, that, yeah, right, so exactly. Cool, Lydia. And that's and that's what I was going to say, is that I, it's funny that we have two separate Why? shows going on at the same time that are writing from similar style. Yeah, from history books. History books. Like, you know, it, similar style source materials. Like, they're just filling in holes, you know, and following the timeline fulfilling in what's actually actually happening along that timeline. <clears throat> That's why I'm really excited about the snow show because we don't have source it's, material for that. Yeah. It's They're allowed new. to make, I, I think that I wouldn't have loved season eight ending of game of Thrones. If there, there's obviously not the book for it. I, I didn't love it, but we can kind of, see the direction we we've been invested enough in the books to kind of see how things play out. So it became problematic because it felt like they, the D and D kind of took a sharp right turn right away from the, the direction that George went in his five books, in my opinion, whereas in the snow show there, it is a 100% clean slate. Right. Other than you understand the character of Jon Snow. And if they were to change Jon Snow into this, like... Womanizing... Womanizing, aggressive, like, hateful person, that would be a problem. Right. But if they stick with the same character arc and type that he is, it's a brand new story for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that that's where it gets a little different. Like D&D did deviate from the established um, understanding of each character and what they believed in, what they wanted, what their hopes were, how things played out, who they're, you know, from a character standpoint, what they were. And I think that that's what became problematic with season eight. Because again, there's no book for it yet, but they, they, we saw it. Daenerys is an easy example. They were going down a highway and then all of a sudden just right turned the shit out of it. And it was like, wait a second, what just happened? Right. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like a, a whiplash for people to see how she got to the point where she snapped and they tried to, you know, there's obviously some justification after the fact, but it just felt so out of character that I think it didn't make sense for people. Mm-hmm. And so, so far, I don't have any issues with House of the Dragon. I actually like the the f- creative freedom that they've demonstrated. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, Me too. Yeah. Okay. You too. Um, I, you, you awake over there? Yeah. All right. Okay. That joke is part of the reason I'm excited for snow, because I'll be in the same boat. I have no idea what to expect. Right, it's just totally brand new. Who knows what could happen? Yeah, although we, knowing we George, he'll release a book like right before. Yeah, it's like here's the snow book. He's by like, the way, hey, I finished this. Right. Also, you're still waiting on the two I- Song of Ice and Fire books. Yeah, and we we joked about that right before House of the Dragon actually came out, where we're like, damn, why did we do that? I know. Like, why did we read that book? 
Why don't we just ruin the whole fucking series for ourselves? Mostly because for me, I didn't want to wait. I mean, if we wait two season, two years between each season, it's gonna be eight years. Yeah, I don't want to wait eight years knowing that the material's there for me to just read. Yeah, I, I think I read it for this so that we could talk about it in a, a deeper you know, level, deeper level as well. We have done that tonight. Well, this part has. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Really big, you know, 180 right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lydia, do you want to get us off topic? No. No? Okay. Um, so then we go from backtracking to where we were. Uh, after Allison says that King's Landing will have my answer tomorrow, Rainier. we go to... Yeah. What did I say? Allison. Allison. Very yep. That's difference. the wrong name. Very big difference. That's right. the... Actually, uh, the opposing side. Right. Yeah. Um, Rhaenyra says... That King's Landing, aka Allison, will have my. That's where I was really right. Right, we, we got there. it. Yeah, um, we go to Damon and Rhaenyra, aka Day and Ray. Day and Ray. Ray and Day. Day and Ray. I think sounds better. Ray Day. Ray Day. Oh, I kind of like that more. Ray Day. Yeah, we go to Ray Day. Um, this yeah, I was is when I said Day Ray outside. It sounded a little bit like date rape. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, like you that don't want to reference that. I didn't like that one. No. But Day Ray. Yeah. Could be anything. Um, this is where they're having a conversation about, you know, it kind of opens up with Damon saying, uh, you know, men, it's hard for men to be dragon slayers, but dragons can kill other dragons pretty easily. And he's basically painting the picture that we have more dragons. Same point he made earlier. We've got this shit in the bag. Mm. You know, problem solved. Um, problem not solved. No, and this is where Rhaenyra kind of... I, I liked the nod to Danny here, but she mentions that, you know, Viserys used to talk about the stories when dragons flew to war, everything burned. Everything burned. And I don't want to be queen of a kingdom of ash and bone. I don't want to rule a kingdom of ash and bone. Um, he... The, she kind of embellishes a little bit more and talks about, you know, do I choose... Peace and unity, which is what I promised Viserys that I would, I would, I would preserve, or do I ch- chase my pursuit of sitting on the Iron Throne? Because at the moment, it feels like those two things are opposing ideals, and I can't have both. But yeah, you know, so she's trying to be level-headed and think through all the options before she kind of makes a decision there. Yeah. I feel like her look ahead to the um to the the, you know, the long night kind of thing or Aegon's dream or whatever. Um is almost like the like a like a Christian look ahead to the rapture sort of idea, like the second coming. Cause like every generation thinks it's it's coming this generation, you know? For the yep. history, for it's like ever ever since it started. Yeah, I grew up as a kid thinking that it was for it's like, sure going to happen like before I was an next adult. week, probably. Yeah, like that was the one, um, December whatever it was, twenty twelve. Um, and so, so I think it's interesting watching her. Like she doesn't know that those events aren't going to happen for another hundred and fifty years. Yeah. Um. 
but she's thinking at she but but to her credit she's making short-term moves with the long-term goal in mind um so i kind of like it but i also am kind of triggered by it all right fair (laughs) um yeah so she um she does have that conversation with him and he is taken aback by it because she says it as though she thought Viserys had shared it with him. Oh, yeah. As though... She's like, oh, you know. You know. Sunrise and Fire. Uncle Ned's kids. Egon's dream. And like, you know, he has the line about uh, something about, you know, Viserys was... This is when he's choking her. Uh, Viserys was a slave to his omens and made him feel validated and justified in his basically pointless reign. Um he has a line that I thought was one of the best of the whole show so far. I just hated that he was choking her while he said it. Yeah. Uh, dreams didn't make us kings. Dragons did. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's real badass. And it's something that I I knew that was a line in the show because I heard it in a preview or something. Um, I never knew the context. I never knew that he had his hand around his wife's throat when he said it. So it makes it less cool for me. Also the queen's throat. Also the queen's throat. Uh, which one do you think is more significant? Uh, or problematic? Uh, I, I think, feel like it's more problematic than your wife's throat. I think on a consequence level, it's the queen. Right, that's what I was going to say. But on a moral, on human the, level, it's right. your wife. Yes. I agree with, with, with Keith. Thank you. That's um, fair. I agree with that. Because, I mean, like, yeah. You've... Consequence wise, though, you're probably not going to get your head chopped off. Unfortunately, you're probably not going to get your head chopped off for choking your wife. You most likely are going to get your head chopped off for choking the queen. You think Damon gets his head chopped off? No. If he was anybody but Damon, he would have. Yeah, by Damon. I've mentioned this to a couple people. This would have been creepy foot guy. Oh God! Yeah. You're gone. Yeah, and I mentioned this to a couple people already. I I wish we would have had a more severe reaction from Renera. Ba- basically, yeah, saying, she totally acted like nothing happened. I think caught her by surprise, but basically saying like, <laughs> "Motherfucker, you put one hand on me ever again, as your goddamn queen, I will throw you out of that window over there." Like I I just I wanted something. She I thought I think she it caught her by surprise. Two things. One, the the choking. I don't think that's something Damon's done before. And so maybe she didn't think he was capable of doing that to her. Right. Um, that being, you know, but number two, she's still processing, oh shit, you've he never told you about the dream. You were never even in his in his like thought Real, yeah. as an heir. Yeah. Um or else he would have told you. So I think the implications of that were also what kept her from responding. But I would have still liked a, a strong response. Mm-hmm. Uh, from here, we go to Corliss and Rainey's. Um, she's basically... Sleeping on the job? Yeah, she's saying... Well, it opens with the whole like... Oh, I thought she was... I thought it opened it with Corliss... 
It like did. looking at her. It did. Yeah, oh. but I'm trying to get us through this. Oh, sorry. Um, no, it's fine. I, I mean, yeah, he he said, you know, I've had men hanged for less or whatever. Um, she talks about, you know, you abandoned me when I needed you the most. Uh, he says, I lost everything. Like, I didn't know what to do. She responds with, we lost everything. Um, he says, you know, I heard that we have a new king. Um, which she responds with, the stranger's shadow ca- or the stranger sh- casts a long shadow on his family. Um, also, your brother is dead, and he sits up kind of abruptly, and she kind of plays out what happens uh, or what happened. Uh, he tried to bury you and claim your seat, um, and Damon took his head for it. Yeah, there was more to it, but yeah, um, right. The brief synopsis. That's of episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about from from Rainey's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's from Rainey's to Corliss. Like, there's more context to be given there. Um, but hey, you I wanna... like that she still painted the picture. It wasn't. Like, she left fault. out all the details. There's something that we should probably try to adopt in this show for season two. Leave out all the unimportant detail. Hit the main points. And shorten the episodes by about that's where the, two and a half hours. That's where the real meat of it is. So do you think detail. that she should have gotten the meat to him? She should have given him the meat? Should have pounded that meat? <laughs> Those are all different. Uh, well, which different one do you think sayings. she should have done? Um, I think she did a good job of making it understood that it was Eamon's fault. Not Eamon. Um, Vayman. Damon's fault that he got his head taken off. <coughs> it wasn't like Damon was just trying to be a dickhead and, and fought him about it. Um, but maybe like a he tried to, you know, take away your grandson's birthright that you wanted your grandson to have and go against everything that you ever wanted to do. Um, but it doesn't sound like Corliss really needed that. He kind of was like, yeah, okay, well. We've always been, you know, slaves to our own ambition. I guess it got him too. Yeah. <laughs> so. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it happens. Um Corliss mentions that he reached too far and for nothing. Mm. Our pursuit of the Iron Throne is at an end. This kind of threw me off guard because I was under the impression after their last conversation at the fire fireside after Lenor died, or didn't die, that she made it clear that they weren't pursuing the throne anymore, and he seemed to be in agreement of that. But now it sounds like six years later, or whatever it is now, that he's had in his head the whole time that that is what they're pursuing. He was a liar. In this instance or before? Yes. Okay. Nick? Yeah, I don't see how you pursue the Iron Throne anymore, even, I mean, with... Well, I would yeah. I would say maybe he's not pursuing the Iron Throne right now, but he's definitely pursuing more power. Okay. Um, like, that's why he was over in the Stepstones. That's why he was fighting the Triarchy. Right. That's what I... Yeah, I agree. And that's what I was thinking as well, was that, well, maybe that was one of his things. But I guess I, I do forget that Rhaenyra's sons still have... The Valerian last name. Yeah. And I mean, they're still like going to 
as long as Rhaenyra ends up being the queen, his kid will be the queen. After you know, once, right? Once Jake or Jace, Jace. I like Jake. I'm going with Jake from now on. <laughs> After Jay Jeff uh, assumes the throne, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. Which is why they should back him or mm-hmm. back her, is because that's where your best chance lies. Yeah, it's um, your two grandkids. Right. And yeah, maybe one of them is strong. Two of them. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like of the of the couple, one is a strong, one is your trueborn grandkid or whatever. But like, like you said, history remembers names, not blood. And you still got this. Right. So, so that's when he says that they, um, you know, they shall declare for no one. And then, you know, Rainey's is kind of, this is when Rainey's is talking about how like this girl is keeping the kingdom together yeah. by not jumping into war when everyone else around her is saying, do it. Exactly. He's like, you know, she's, she's pointing out the obvious, but something that, a man wouldn't see, you know, uh, which is well, and he just woke up from a coma from a long, a long nap. Right. Um, no, I don't, I think he was, he'd already been, they had mentioned earlier in the episode that like Corliss's, uh, fever is broken. That's true. Yada, 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 yada. I think he was just traveling, you know, he's, he, he could have been resting. caught up. Um, so yeah, but she's, she's talking about, you know, every other, man out there is going to war and she's the only thing keeping this whole fucking country together at this point. Um, which again, just another notch for Rainey's mm-hmm. as far as just being awesome. So great job, Rainey's. Yeah. Uh, you're down at the bottom there where it says Jace, Luke, and maybe Jeff. I don't know. She's just saying they're the claimants of the throne. Okay. Basically trying to convince Corliss that who's Jeff. Joffrey. It's just Joff. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's cool. That makes sense. It's an O, but I understand that my hand... I like how you took my Jeff joke, and it actually looked like that on (laughs) the page. It was in there. It was in there. I was like, is there a Jeff? Am I missing a Jeff? I called Jace... said Jeff. I called Jace It says Jeff. That's Joff. Right. But I called Jace Jake, and then... It checks out. I said, well, now he's Jeff. Either one's fine. Yep. It's Drogon. Drogar. Um, yeah, basically she was just saying, this is why you can't not take a side. Yeah, you got to, man. Because of them. Um, then we get the, uh, scene where they're at Dragonstone again. Um, Corliss and Rainey's are, you know, they make their entrance. Um, and Corliss... I didn't like this. I don't. I don't feel like they've done Corliss's character any justice in the show so far. I feel like they've made him less likable than he was in the book. I liked him a lot in the book. Uh, they've made him kind of more ambitious than I perceived him as, and also a little douchey. <laughs> like when he rolls up in here, he's kind of like strutting his, you know, like puffing out his chest, strutting his stuff. Um, and kind of like taking a higher angle than I, I just perceived him as doing with these type of interactions in the book. Um, 
he's observing the table. He talks about, you know, this is too few allies to win a war. You know, he has the line about hope is a fool's ally. Um, this is when Rainier reminds him that, you know, the high towers and Valerian swore oaths. And I wasn't really sure where this was going in terms of his response. Um, but you know, he shares that they have common blood and common cause. The high tower treason cannot stand. You have the so full support of our fleet and our house. That's pretty big. It was huge. Um, this was the moment when I realized that, I mean, obviously Rainey's her conversation right before this, but I like that she showed Rhaenyra here by the soft like look that she gave her, almost a smile, but in a Rainey's kind of way, um, you know, kind of a gentle nod. It just felt like affirming in the reality of what's been going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the Valerians, I mean, we talked about them before, they're the... The they're the largest fleet in the country at this point. They're also the wealthiest house in the country at this point. So adding them to your number is a huge. big giant win. Yeah, and probably Although, also sways a lot of that other stuff that you have in the works when you can say we have yeah. the Blarians on our side. Right. But you know, obviously we've seen dragons burn ships before. So we have seen that a couple times. That's a time a or problem. two. But those ships didn't have their own dragons to protect them. They also did true. not. Yeah. But someone's going to fight Vagar. And, hey, it's, and it's, it's not, not Luke. It's not me. And it's not going to be Luke. Ugh. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, that was a tough one. Caraxes versus Vagar. Nope. Vagar. I just feel like anybody you put up Vagar one on one. Vagar slurps up Caraxes like a noodle. Yeah, it's Vagar, it's Vagar versus the field. Feel. Sad. What if they all teamed up against Vagar at one time? Maybe then. I think they'd have to team up against... I'm not... I don't remember his name. It's fine. The... The... Eye patch guy. Amond. Amond. They'd have to kill him. 100%. You have to That's get rid of him. You're not going to get rid of Vagar. Right. Well, he doesn't have control of his dragon. Clearly. Yeah. We've learned this episode. Yeah. I well, think no one's going to control Vagar. Right. But if you get rid of him, Vagar is probably just like, all right. I'll, you guys just do what you want I'll go to back do. to living wherever I was living before. Yeah. Is this like a glimpse at an unworthy... Rider. Rider. Kind of like the throne and, you know, cutting... No, unworthy. I think it's a glimpse at that, uh, that, um, that line that Rhaenyra said that, like, when dragons went to war, everything burns. Because... It's they're not just burning what you told them to burn. They're not just killing the person that, that you told them to kill. They're still fucking dragons. Somebody somebody had a line earlier in the show, and I don't remember who it was, about that idea that dragons are not like basically the the premise was dragons are not like tame pets. They're not slaves. We're slaves. They're yeah. not slaves. They're they're there's things that you can, you know, ride and harness and uh and used to serve you, I guess, in, in some capacity, but at some point, and I guess the point is when a little motherfucker blows some fucking fire in your face, at some point they say, poor guy, all right, fuck off. I'm murdering them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's it. That's the tipping point. Yeah. As we've learned. If we wondered where the line was. Found it. Now we know. Fireball, little baby fireball. <laughs> Big dragon ain't got no tolerance for it. 
Um, I did like that, you know, when they were talking about, you know, Rainier's response, her response was that uh, when the war's first stroke falls, it won't be by my hand. So I like that a lot. I thought right. it was cool. Um, then uh, she mentions wanting to know who her allies are before she sends them to the war. Um, I like that because it shows that she's intelligent and thoughtful behind every action she decides to 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 make. Um, Corliss reveals that the Stepstones are fully in their control. He has sent, uh, you know, he's a, a, a garrison to kind of man the area. They've got a blockade of all the shipping lanes. The Narrow Sea is ours. You know, they can block trade to um, the uh, the other one. Um, and then, you know, you you get the, the scene where uh, Rainies and Maylees are going to go on patrol, um, which I thought was cool. Like, that she's kind of taking some initiative there and, yeah. you know, kind of she's going to be in action. Um, I thought that was cool that she kind of volunteered that. Um, you talk about kind of a game plan, sending out ravens to the different places. Uh, and this is where Jace mentions that dragons are faster than ravens and they're also more convincing, um, which is all true, yep. which Corliss <laughs> kind of supports. Um, they mentioned that, um, Jace is going to go to the Erie and Winterfell to treat with Craig and Stark, and Luke is going to go to Storm's End uh, to remind them of the oaths that they made and the cost of breaking them. So, that's a little ominous. A little bit. Luke does not seem like the one to deliver any sort of message like that. Luke feels pointless. Yes. Useless in all regard to me. Yes. But what do I know? Uh... Rhaenyra then has, so the plan is laid out with everybody there. Then she has the conversation with the boys, basically like you're going to go as messengers and you just swear it to me, blah, 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 blah. You're not going to take part in any fighting. They swear on the seven pointy star. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Whatever. It's all pointless in the Their end. Bible thing. We learn soon that that doesn't matter. Right. Um, then we get the scene where uh, Damon is in the cavern. I mentioned earlier that there was a character that was different in the show from the books, and it's this scene. I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it was actually Jace that was the one who was pursuing other dragons. I think you're right. Not I was surprised at this scene because I was like, I don't remember this happening. Yeah. I think Jace was the one who realized that there were other dragons to potentially be added to the number. And he's the one who went and did it. Whereas in the show, they obviously had Damon do it. It was a cool scene. I mean, he sang the song in High Valyrian. Mm -hmm. He's not a great singer. Although Lydia might think he is because she thought I was a good singer. Um, he was fine. So he's singing. Then we get Vermithor, a.k.a. the Bronze Fury. Which, yeah. badass name. Yeah. Um very scary see that's the one that i thought it was and then you so earlier yeah i think it was just a mix-up in our drunken stupor earlier i was i was thinking of the wild dragons right and the names that they have no i know but earlier i said i you asked who does Aegon ride 
And I said I thought it was uh, a dragon called Vermax, but I think I was mixing names on that. And you were like, "No, Vermax is who who uh, Damon you know sees at the end." Oh, and I and I just let it. I was like, "I think it was just okay. the ver." I I think it was our our drunkenness. So is this not a wild dragon? No. Do you want me to tell you whose dragon this was? Yeah. This was King Jaehaerys' dragon. Yeah. Big, big dude. But what's interesting is that, and I, I don't think that we'll get this in the show because it's, you know, Jaharis's life, but he wasn't keen on riding dragons. It wasn't like a thing that he loved doing. Okay. Uh, he did it. He did do it sometimes, but not often. Uh, he, again, was a king of peace and was known for that. But he was known for his, like, trips around the realm. So he would he would actually so most most Targaryens would fly on dragon back to each place, but he would actually ride, um, or he would fly on dragon dragon back and basically just arrive a week before his whole you know thing got one way or the other. But um, but yeah, so like it wasn't he wasn't the the dragon rider that Some Aegon was yeah. and you know stuff like that, but um. So anyway, I thought that scene was cool. Uh, it's weird that they chose because Jaehaerys is in the show. Like, I don't know. I think they're just trying to add some more dynamic to Damon, which is funny that they that Condal was like surprised that people love him. Yeah. Um, when they're like, it's your fault. Yeah. Um, right. So then you get uh, Luke arrives at Storm's End. Um, he sees Aemond. Boros Baratheon is. We see this like fucking giant. You do see the shadow. Giant, yeah, see the giant dragon. Um, back in the background, and his dragon's this little little baby dragon, little baby guy. It's hard to like put it all into perspective when you're just seeing rider and dragon, but then when you see him get off baby dragon, and then you see big dragon in the background, you're like, Vigar, oh, you're like, oh. This is very different. Um, so he comes and Boros Baratheon is basically like, is it a king or queen? What the fuck's going on here? Um, and he says, "House the house of the dragon doesn't seem to know who rules it. Uh, what's, your, you know, what's your mom's message? He has to call for a maester because that motherfucker doesn't know how to read. <laughs> that motherfucking cunt. Uh, he's talking mad shit to how'd people. That, how'd that feel for you, for you Lydia? It was sad. Yeah. But, no, know. fuck that guy. He's a cunt. He's going to be head librarian of Storm's End at some point. Yeah. They work on the adult literacy rate. Mm-hmm. It's not great. No. Doesn't seem to be. Um, He has a problem with, you know, them. Basically, I guess her letter says that, hey, I need to remind you of your father's oath. Uh, He says, well, at least, you know, the queen, Queen Allison sent a marriage pact. So what do you got for me? And... Luke is like, um, well, I can't partake. Um, I promise to another. And basically, Boros's response is, so you bring nothing, get the fuck out of here. Um, How is saying your, you or your dad long ago said that you would back my claim, and I'm just asking you to do that, how is that not enough? 
I did, I felt like Boros was in the wrong here. Yeah. I feel like he's just he's getting a better offer. I understand why they would bring a marriage pact because they're the ones asking you to break your vow. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to keep your vow, which didn't include a vow any marriage pact. Pretty much means you're going to keep it. Yep. It didn't um, include mar- marriage pact. Yeah. I don't know. Amond addresses as as Luke is leaving, he addresses him as my lord strong. Yeah. Another dig at him. Hasn't let that one go. He reveals the sapphire eye. Love it. That was cool. It looks super cool. Why are you wearing an eye patch? I will say this is different than what you said. I know. Whereas if there was just a hole, you would just rock the hole. I did say I wanted a glass eye, though. I wouldn't rock the hole, but I would rock a sapphire. Yeah. For sure. Easily. No problem. It was dope. Um, So he has a sapphire eye. He basically says, give me your eye. All right, here's your knife. Payment. You take you pick the eye. I'm not gonna blind you. Give it give it to a gift of One should uh, to be my enough. mother. Um Boros is like freaking out now. He's like, not in my hall, you can't do this. The boy came as an envoy, you know, take him to his dragon, get the fuck out of here. Just disperse. Luke heads off to his dragon, Arax, and he's calming him down, trying to in the storm. Stormy. Very stormy. Lots of rain. I feel like he was wasting a lot of time here. I didn't like this. But whatever. What are you going to do? Uh, then he takes off. He's flying through the storm. And then we see Vagar over top. And Vagar is huge. Yeah. This is the that, first time where we that, saw them together. Huge. You get that well-timed lightning strike. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. You get the little shadow out there. It's like the shark in the uh, in the Red Sea. Yes. You know, as yeah. like the Red Sea's parted, Moses yeah. and the Israelites are walking through, giant shark. Yeah. And you're like, oh, if this if this doesn't go how expected, then this That's is a problem. shark. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw it. Did you guys see the shark? Great white. We're actually. all fucked. Um, are they native to this area? <laughs> how, how factually accurate is this cartoon movie? <laughs> um, so Arax is, you know, pulling a... a Dodge maneuver here on Vagar. He at one point they cross paths again, and he blows a little tiny fireball at him. It's yeah. a little fireball. It does not warrant the response that Vagar gives it. Bro, if I'm Vagar, I am fucking you up. Like that's yeah, absolutely. I if I'm Vagar, I can't be bothered by this little punk. Blow your that's little- why you are bothered by the little punk because he's a little punk. Eh. And punk bitches get what Arax got. In my opinion, um, punk bitches reveal themselves. I don't need to make a statement. I don't need to waste my breath on punk bitches. He has been revealed. I understand. I'm just, this is a moment where we're going to (laughs) disagree. Did he remind you of a, did Arax remind you of a, uh, of an angsty teenage chicken? A little bit. This is the same one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is angsty teenage chicken, just a little older. A little older. Yeah. Like six years older or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So then we get uh the fireball. Then we get the dragons out of control, or they're seeming to fight each other. Both riders are like, "Fuck no!" So oh, this, no. This, blah blah blah. And then out of fucking nowhere, Chomp. boom! Yeah, chomp. Yeah, they get into some 
uh, skies. Clear skies, and, and then out of nowhere, Vagar just chomps him in half. Yep. Um, I didn't see Luke, but I know that he's not going to make it through this one. No, he did. Uh, one to the head. Now you know he did. Eamon's face here was hilarious because it was totally like, what the fuck did I just do? Right. Like, you should just let him go. But yeah. instead, you probably sparked a giant war. Yep. Yeah, it was kind of on him. A hundred percent. He can take all the blame. I so like, think he will. So your mom tells you not to throw the ball in the house, right? So you're like, okay, well, I could throw the ball a little in the house. So you're like throwing it back and forth, like hand to hand. And then you're like, oh, I could throw it a little higher, a little higher, a little higher. And then you throw it just a little too high and it hits the globe of the fan and it breaks there. And you're just like, fuck. We had a moment when I was in high school. My mom had this vase that she was very fond of. Oh, no. I don't know the significance of this vase. It wasn't like a urn or anything. Was it so nice that you had to call it a vase? No. Oh, okay. We were from Tennessee. Okay. Ain't no vase. Well, that's like a really nice vase. Yeah, we weren't we weren't rich. Um, and she always threatened my brother and sister in my life, like our life, if anything happened to the vase. Like she would yell at us, "Be careful!" Blah blah blah. It was in the bonus room. Stupid place to put a vase. Stupid place to put it. We had a sleepover one night. It was me and a bunch of my friends from high school. And we were up late playing zombies, as one does. As you do. And my friend Daryl decided to throw the Xbox controller Mm. across the room. He lost? Huh? Because he lost? No, it was just a toss to the next person or something. Oh, that's when I threw it. And, yeah, he's different than you. (laughs) Um Mm. And it hit the vase and broke it. And I freaked out. I was like, my mom's going to kill me. This is it. Let's enjoy our last night together. This is the end of the road. Somebody grab some glue. So the next morning, early in the morning, whatever, you know, we slept in the bonus room. Mom's awake. We hear her downstairs making breakfast. I told Daryl, just so you know, you got to go tell my mom oh my God. that you broke the vase. Nice. Knowing that... It's less likely that she freaks out on you than if she freaks out on me. So he goes down there and he talks to the old Leslie. He's like, hey, I'm really sorry. I accidentally broke your vase last night. You know what that bitch says? That's okay. No big deal. I spent years concerned about this vase, concerned about the ramifications that would come if the vase was broken. It's like, no big deal. And. I think it was because it was Daryl, which is why I made Daryl be the one that did it. Right. She liked How old him. were you? Oh, like 17. And you had a friend named Daryl? Yeah. You know, yeah. strawberry. Daryl Eubanks. 17-year-old named Daryl. It's spelled like Love it. Darrell, but it's pronounced Daryl. But it's pronounced Daryl. <laughs> yeah, you know. Vice versa, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like in the office when uh, when they're like putting in Michael's office and Dwight's going to do something stupid. Michael's like, no, don't do that. You're going to break my mug, his world's best boss mug that he bought himself from Spencer's Gifts. Mm-hmm. And um, and then and Dwight doesn't really do anything, and Michael breaks the mug on, you know, on, his, own, on his own. 
And he says, oh, Dwight, God damn it. And like Dwight's like, should I clean out my desk? I'm sorry. He says, no, that won't be necessary. And he grabs another another mug out of a box. Same thing. Your mom just probably had another vase. Like, oh, no. Same I, one. I got it from Hobby Lobby. It's fine. Yeah. It's right here. I got Same another shit. one. Yeah, it's day. from the dollar store. Don't exactly. worry about it. Um, They're just pieces of shit, and I like to scare them. Yeah. So Eamon's face gives it all like he knows what he's done. He's freaked out. Uh, then we get Damon and Rhaenyra. She's been through a lot. Um, and he comes up to her. The table does look awesome here. We get a shot of the table. Yep. The only redeeming factor. He obviously is breaking the news to her over by the fire. And then she turns and has... The closest thing to the Danny look that yeah. I could imagine. It's a little less uh, exaggerated. Like Danny's was a little bit over the top. This is a more believable, like fury, fury look. And like a which okay. Danny look are you talking about? Like like sitting on the walls, like hearing the bells ring. Look, yeah, that look, yeah, yeah. Season eight, King's Landing, Drogon on the wall. Yeah, Danny kind of. Losing her shit a little bit. Yep. And then right before she flies off in Dracarys, just fucking everything. Everyone. It's kind of a similar vibe. Yeah. Not exactly, but as close as I think that you can get to Danny. Um, but it was it it set the stage for season two being absolutely insane. Yeah. I yes. can't imagine season two, episode one being slow. No, they're they're all fucked. It's got to be a ten, right? I mean, unless we just go back to the greens and it's them reacting to hearing about it, and then the end of the episode is like Rhaenyra's showed up. You know how fucking bored I would be if that happened. So bored. That's what happened. Season eight, man. We got two year wait. We got all this shit to happen. Season seven ends with like. Fucking ice dragon through the wall. The death are on the or the dead are on the march. And then three episodes of nothing. Crazy. So there you go. That's insane. I can't imagine that's what's watch, gonna be like. Watch it live. I mean this is gonna be like hopefully it's not like that. Yeah. Hopefully they've learned. Just so lesson. you know. Anyways. Yeah, I hope Condo like rem- doesn't forget how poorly episode eight was received and just does it differently. I think season one of house of the dragon has been better than season one of game of Thrones. I agree. So my hope is season two. It's better than season two. Yeah. And that would start with episode one being exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have two years of excitement. Yeah. I mean, something, Obviously, the news has to get back to the greens, so that's going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But you got to have some kind of like actionable movement for this to like feel worth it, in my opinion. I would agree. What do you think that movement is? What's Rhaenyra to do? She goes straight to King's Landing and just fuck everyone up, or does she? I don't know if she's going there to destroy things necessarily, but I think she's. Going there with the firepower to destroy things. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm here to tell you about my terms. Yeah. Here are my terms. 
you get the fuck get, off my yeah, chair. Get the hell out of here, and uh, maybe I won't kill you all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they're not going to get the con- the context that we got is Eamon wasn't meaning to for that to happen. That was a dragon on dragon. He hate, lost control. Hate crime. Like it was. It was a. It was bad. Um, I mean, I don't even know if I can blame Luke with that though. What? I don't think I blame the smaller dragon. Oh no, I don't necessarily blame the smaller dragon either. I'm saying like it wasn't purposeful for Luke to go to Storm's End and be murdered. Right. Um but if you're Renera, that's all you're thinking is that they were there to ambush him. Gotcha. Um because in the books, the way they find out, and this is you know the same in the show, I guess, but we didn't really they didn't talk about it. The way they find out that Luke died, and that this happened, is by parts of the dragon washing up on shore in Storms End three days later. Mm-hmm. Um, they leave, and then all of a sudden, three days later, it's like, oh shit, that's a giant, that's a dragon that just washed up. So, um. It's not immediate, and it's not apparent right. how this how this all went down. And they never found Luke, right? Not that I'm... I don't think so. I think it was kind of like, it's assumed that he died because he fell from the sky. Like, right. He would have died. Oh, I thought he got eaten. Well, I think the show showed Vagar seemed to have bit down right where he was sitting. Right. Yeah, bit him in half. But in the book, it was just... It was like you said... Dragon part. People saw dragons fight over top of Storm's Storm's End. One dragon washed up, and Luke's body was never found. Yeah. So there's no context there for Rhaenyra to know, like, okay, this wasn't necessarily an act of war. Um. So does she get that context? Does Aemon tell the truth? Is it, you know, like, is it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be a good season. I mean, there's there's a lot that happens in the Dance of Dragons, and we still got a lot to go. A whole lot. Three seasons worth. Probably. Yeah. Any you really, you really slowed down over there. Yeah, she did. I did. Hit a wall. <laughs> you didn't fall asleep, to my knowledge. No, I don't think time. so. Great job. Thank you. Any final thoughts for the next two years? No, I just wanted to go fast. I know. I want to know. Hope it's it does. Too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Keith? I don't think I got anything. <laughs> I've I've loved this, man. I haven't I've never uh, you know, it's been it's been super fun. Um Don't do this. From a host standpoint, from a listener standpoint. So I just want to I want to say thank you to everybody. All the other hosts and all the listeners as well. And hopefully we'll see you in a couple of years. And thanks to Lydia for joining us early on in the journey. Yeah. Even though we started it without you, we got to finish it with you. It's fine. I forgive you. Uh, You know, it wasn't intentional. It also wasn't an apology, just for the record. Um, But I took it that way. I'm glad that you came for the ride. And don't forget, you guys can also go back and just re-listen to your favorite episodes. Hell yeah. Your favorite bullshit that we've talked about. Yeah, two years. If you restarted now, you would still finish the podcast if you listen to once a week before the 
next That's season true. Aired. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Start rewatching uh, about time. Game of Thrones again, which I think I'm going to do. Uh, I don't think I'm going to rewatch Game of Thrones just yet, but I am going to rewatch House of the Dragon for show. I'm going to get that for show. I was telling other people to do it. Oh. I won't be doing it. Oh. I okay. probably will. Gotcha. Uh, but I've not seen it 15 times like you have. Right. Yeah. It's just fun to have more content. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hell so yeah. I'm going to go do that. Um, yeah, man. It's going to be a, it's gonna be an interesting layoff. It's going to be weird. See how it goes. Yeah. But, I mean, stay subscribed. We might pop up randomly here and there. You never know. Maybe. You never know. Get you with some shit. Maybe just a fun surprise. Maybe do an Emmy show. We could, yeah. Yeah. There's some stuff we could do. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, not making any promises. Yeah. No. Just... Or, or any more apologies. Happy little surprises. I got two years of apology-free life, and I am looking forward to it. I'm not going to apologize to anybody. Just one big apology for our first episode. That's basically my whole life. Our episode, our first episode back will just be apologies, and then we'll do another one for okay, episode perfect. one. Uh, no thoughts? No, it's been cool. Should I hit the music? Do, do we want to finally oh, no. bring this to a close? Hit it. Final time. Bye. We love you. Boo.